Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. This morning's message is when you leave too soon, and as we, this, as you already saw when I was explaining to the students, you know, trying to explain things on, on their level, it's kind of hard. But also when you get up here and try to explain it on an adult level, it's kind of hard also. And then you tie in students with it and try to put it on their level, and then you get a good mixture of they're old enough to understand more than what you're trying to tell them on a student, I mean, on a children's level, and then, but they may not always understand it if you put it on an adult level. So I pray that what I speak to you this morning about, that you understand it, and that maybe you don't leave too soon. The good thing about having two services is, you know, you have to sit through it. The other people, when you get done, you can go and say, hey, y'all may want to leave early. This is after Sunday school. Y'all can, you know, Jason, you know, butchered that, that sermon, so y'all have a chance to run. But with you this morning, I pray that you don't leave too soon. Don't check out on what uh, God has to say to us this morning. So if you have your Bible, I'd like you to turn to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. We're going to look at verses 1 through 8. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. Starting with verse 1, it said, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, Salome, bought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on in the day of the week, just after sunrise, they were, all, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him, but they tell the, but go. Tell the disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Verse 8, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Now, as I was explaining to the children about the football game, now I can go a little bit more detail about this football game and this man that I was talking about. See, there was a Baptist pastor in Austin, Texas, who is a graduate of Baylor University in Waco, Texas. This pastor loves football and is an ardent fan of the Baylor Bears. To his great discomfort, he serves a congregation in Austin, which is the hometown of the University of Texas which is also the Texas Longhorns, which has had a long winning streak, a long thing of winning many, many football games, especially against the Baylor Bears. As you can imagine, he, had, he has at times fallen on some lean years in that situation. In fact, at one time, he had, it had been 18 years since the Baylor Bears had, be, had beaten the Texas Longhorns. But this pastor faithfully bought season tickets every year and drove from Austin to Waco to see every home football game. He and his wife attended the Baylor University of Texas game on November 9th, 
1974, which was played in Waco that year. At halftime, he decided that enough was enough. He was tired of it. He said, we're getting beat. We've gotten beat every year. I'm leaving. The old nightmare of recurring with Texas leading 24 to 7. So he threw one more handful of ashes upon his sackcloth and left for home. Baylor rallied in the second half and won by a score of 34 to 27, winning the Southwestern Conference football title for the first time in 50 years. On the next Sunday morning, he told his congregation that he had waited 18 long years to see his drama come true. He had always believed that it would happen, and it did the day before. But the sad thing is that he did not go to see it because he gave up 30 minutes too soon. 30 minutes too soon. How often have we left too soon? How often have we turned away too soon from which we desperately hope to see come to fruition? As I mentioned, look at Simon Peter. He had hitched his wagon to Jesus' star. Jesus had crossed his path near the Sea of Galilee and said to him, Come, follow me. And follow Jesus, he did. Things went well for a while. Then things began to slip. Jesus' opponents closed their ranks against him. After that memorable Thursday night supper in the upper room, Peter had tried to help Jesus' cause by the swift use of his sword in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the only thing he got for trying to help protect Jesus was a rebuke for using the sword. Because Jesus told him those who live by the sword would die by the sword. And then he got to see Jesus' miraculous ability by healing the soldier's ear. Then came a swift decision from the, of the traitor's kiss. Jesus instant arrest and his trial before the high priest Caiaphas. See, this big fisherman saw the handwriting on the wall. The record tells us that he followed Jesus as a distance as far as the courtyard of the high priest, and going inside, he sat with the guards to the end. That was the description given to us from Matthew twenty-six fifty-eight. But while Peter was warming himself around a fire in the courtyard, we know the story. A young woman questioned him about being a follower of Jesus, and what did he do? He ended up denying him. Peter denied Christ three times. Then came Jesus' crucifixion. Jesus was dead. It seemed to Simon Peter that the curtain had come down with a thud. He thought his life was over. But just like I mentioned in this illustration of the pastor from Waco, Texas, who was an eminent fan of the Baylor Bears and left at halftime to miss out on something great happen at the football game, the same way Peter done that. Often in life, we leave a situation too soon which causes us to miss out on things God wants to show us. Too often we leave too soon. And Peter left too soon. He stayed with Jesus for three more days. If he would have stayed with Jesus three more days, he would have seen the resurrection and his despair, disappointment, and disillusionment. What he thought was the end was not. It is significant that on the resurrection morning, The message given to the disciples was not only that Jesus would meet them in Galilee, but that specifically he would meet Simon Peter with them. 
Even in the, the, the midst of Simon Peter not even realizing that he had left too soon, Jesus was still willing to use him and restore him. The only one specified by name, as I mentioned, was Simon Peter, who, who had left too soon, but included with the other believers in seeing the end of the story. And this is the thing I want us to see on this Sunday morning. When we know and understand the events leading up and during the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we can see what happens when we do not leave too soon. What happens if we wait it out and do not leave too soon? The first thing is if we do not leave too soon, disappointments can be changed. Disappointments can be changed. And with this disappointments, we have to understand with great expectations bring Great disappointments. We get ourselves so worked up sometimes and expect certain things that happen in our life that when they don't, we get disappointed sometimes. And as I was mentioning to the, the children, and you all remember playing, you know, as little children? I remember being a little, I was, there was 10 years between me and most of my cousins because I was the baby of the family for a very long time. And I remember playing with them, and if they didn't, if things didn't go the way I wanted to, I pitched a fit. I took my toys and I went home. Because why? The things that I had expected did not go the way I wanted them to do. So with great expectations bring great disappointments. This is one reason Simon Peter was so disappointed, dis- disappointed that fateful day. He had expected so much. Just like many of the people and the followers that were with Jesus. He started using tough things and tough sayings, and many of them because they thought that Jesus had come to be an earthly king. When they realized that, oh, he's not talking about doing setting up a a kingdom here. We thought he's going to come and overthrow the Romans and and stuff of that nature and and set up his kingdom, and then we would, you know, be great. But when, when they start realizing that that was not the case, many of them turned. In this case, Simon Peter started seeing things unfold that were not going the way he thought they would. This idea, the ideas of love, hope, and faith had crept into this burly fisherman's heart, but it seemed that they were all dashed with the death of Jesus. We have to realize with disappointments brings a mood of despair. With this great disappointment, Peter sat in the courtyard waiting for the end. It looked as though all had failed. A mood of despair of waiting for the end had fallen on him. Because Scripture even said, you know, he, he, he wanted to see how it played out, but he stayed at a distance because he thought, you know, if I get too involved, more disappointments may set in. But Christ can change disappointments. Against all disappointments is the message of Christ. Disappointments can be changed into victories. In the midst of Peter's great disappointment came the message of the resurrected Christ. He would meet Peter in Galilee. That was the coolest thing about verse 7. He came out and and, and told them, go get my disciples. But you know what? Make sure you go and get Peter and tell him to come also. That one who was most disappointed in his own actions as well as in the turn of events saw his disappointments changed. Christ's message to us following his death, burial, and resurrection, is that disappointments can be changed. If we do not leave too soon, we can have 
that assurance. The second thing is if we do not leave too soon, defeats can be overturned. We talk about these disappointments can be changed. And now through these disappointments, sometimes these disappointments become defeats in our lives. And we have to realize when we don't leave too soon, these defeats can be changed. They can be overturned in this. Peter has thought, you know, thought it was the end because Jesus had died. Death seems to be the greatest defeat, but even it was overturned. For Simon Peter, Jesus' death was the greatest defeat. It seemed to Peter that the end of his dreams had come true, but that defeat was overturned by the resurrection. And Peter would have got to see that if he would not have left too soon. How often do we leave things too soon? See, these lesser defeats can be overturned also. If death is the greatest defeat we face and it was overturned by the resurrection of Jesus, we have the assurance that the lesser defeats in our lives can be overturned also. What we think is something that we cannot overcome, Jesus constantly tries to remind us, look, I overcame death, hell, and the grave. If I can overcome that, you can overcome the things that you are facing. Through me, I can give you strength. See, we, the Bible clearly tells us with man, it's impossible. But with, but with God, all things are possible. And this is how this lesser defeat can be overturned also. We can go about the Father's business here on earth with this principle firmly entrenched in our minds. Paul tells us this in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 8 through 9. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. In spite of these things, we know that we have been given another day, another opportunity to overturn defeat and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. In the same sense, as we look at Peter's life, because we, we know the story, he denied Jesus three times. And then Jesus meets him there on the beach, and as they walk, and three times, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And each time, Peter says, yes, Lord, I love you. And each time, Jesus keeps asking him. And to, to get Peter to realize, you know what, Peter, even though you left too soon, and you thought all was lost, and you had been defeated, I could turn all this around. Three times he denied him, three times he restored him. And we look at Peter was one of the early church fathers. He stood in front of a crowd on the day of Pentecost. And 5,000 came to know Christ that day. And we have to realize God wants to do a lot of things in our life, but we have to be willing to wait it out sometimes. When things don't go our way, we want to abandon ship and throw in a towel and walk away instead of saying, you know what, God? You know, I may be in the valley. But I know one day I'll be back on that mountaintop. And the last thing. says, so if we do not leave too early or too soon, destiny can be rerouted. Just as I told you with, with Peter here, his destiny was rerouted. We 
often wonder about our destiny. Don't you think Peter wondered about his destiny? Sitting in the courtyard waiting for the end, he thought he saw Jesus's destiny stamped out. But what about his own destiny? He had followed Jesus, but he had also denied Jesus. What happened to him? Because this is the one that was like, proclaimed Christ for who he was. He was willing to, you know, kill someone because in the Garden of Gethsemane, that's what he was trying to do to that soldier. He was trying to kill him. He wasn't trying to, you know, chop his ear off. He was willing, he was, he just happened to, his aim was a little bit off. He was willing to, to go to the ends for Christ, but when stuff started unfolding, he sort of tucked tail and ran off. Peter found out later in three days, all his hopes were realized. In three days, not only was Jesus raised from the dead, but he also was sending personal messages to him. Peter had a destiny after all, and it rested with Jesus. And when we place our rest in Jesus, we find our destiny with him also. Three days later, Simon Peter found out that his destiny had been rerouted. He had a destiny as a leader in the early church. He had a place within the circle of Christ's followers. He was still accepted and loved. And God had something yet greater for him to do. He had a destiny far greater than he had ever imagined. And in Christ, we, in Christ he found his destiny, and also do we. But we have to be willing to be patient. We have to be willing not to throw in the towel when things don't always go the way we want them to go. As I mentioned as a child, you know, if things didn't go my way, I pitched a fit. As an adult, sometimes when I don't get my way, I pitch a fit. I was like, but God, do you not realize, look, it needs to go this way. And sometimes, because I'm not willing to wait, I try to get ahead of God and ended up missing out on what he wants to show me. If I was just a little bit more patient and just waited, God shows me the bigger picture and says, you tried to do this and this much was accomplished. If you had just waited, look how much more would have been accomplished. And so I challenge you. As I challenged myself this morning, do not leave too soon. What may seem to you to be the end may be instead only the prologue to the beginning. You can have a new beginning in Jesus Christ. God's grace can be known and his acts seen. If you don't leave too soon, you may too see God acting in your life in ways that you had never dreamed possible. But how does that happen? That only happens if we're willing not to leave too soon. Sometimes we give up. Sometimes we're not willing to say, God, you were willing to suffer for me. But you know what? I don't know if I can do that today. We check out. Because we're afraid of what lies on the other side. The same way with Peter. See, I can relate to Peter a lot. I see, I picture Peter as being this big, burly, you know, fisherman. 
you know, always having the hoof and mouth disease, you know, always willing to put his foot in his mouth and, and say things sometimes that he shouldn't. I used to be that way. I would speak my mind and, you know, and pay the price for it sometimes. And, and Peter was wanting to be sold out completely. You know, he's like, hey, I'll follow you to the, to the ends of the, the earth, you know, and no way can, is, I'm going to let someone, you know, get you and kill you. And you remember Jesus looking at me and said, get, get away from me, Satan. You don't know what I have to, to do, what has to be accomplished. The reason I say that, that I relate sometimes with Peter is I want to do things for Christ all the way. And then when sometimes things get tough, I'm like, I don't know if I'll, I want it as, as much sometimes. And he keeps reminding me, don't leave me. Don't leave me too soon. You, you are going to miss the bigger picture the same way he may be saying that to us today. Maybe saying that to you. Maybe things that he's asked you to do or, or, or showing you. And he's like, I don't, I don't know if I want to see that right now. I challenge you, do not leave too soon. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And I thank you for what your word has to say, Father. And I pray, Lord, as, as you showed us of, in, in Peter's life, on that Resurrection Sunday, Father, he, he missed out on seeing you, you're seeing your son, Father, overcome death, hell, and the grave. He had left too soon. But Lord, you also showed him, Lord, that we can be restored. If we just be willing to, to stay and endure. And Father, I pray for the people within this congregation. Father, I pray for someone within this congregation that does not know your son is their Lord and Savior, Father. I pray that they, they don't leave too soon. They just close their ears to what has to be said here today. Father, they realize that the, the altar is open and they can come to know you and be restored through your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to be able to to stand here before these people of this church, Lord, and bring your word. Thank you for this church. And I pray, Father, that you'll continue to move in this church like you have in a mighty way. Continue to use us to reach the people of Palmetto and the people around us. Guide us and direct us, Father. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen.